Okay, Jacko. I am reading Know-It-All Society, and I'm on page 12. I'm moving slowly. I've temporarily put down the other book that I'm reading, and I found this quote on page 12 when he's talking about the Catholic Montaigne. And then uh, there's also reference to on the previous page, uh, is it the Pyronian skeptics? P-Y-R-R-H-O-N-I-A-N skeptics. Um, so he's, he's uh, sharing um, from Pliny, there's nothing certain except that nothing is certain and nothing more wretched than man nor more arrogant. And I was really caught by that. It really struck me. And uh, what struck me is, um, interestingly, how beautiful that is. It's beautiful because it's honest. Which, you know, it's hard to be honest. It's raw. It's, it's uncomfortable. And, and it requires a certain vulnerability. And it leaves me wondering what Brene Brown would say. It's just beautiful and tragic. <laughs> so I'm hoping you're having a good day. I've listened to both of your files. I'm having a relaxation Xenadu maneuver moment. And I'd like, if possible, for you to give me the link for that video, that speech um, that you got the, the class to listen to. And they did the um, logical fallacies. They pulled out all the different logical fallacies. I'm just curious to see if I listen to it myself and then after the fact, if I come to discover some of the things that you share in terms of the observations of your students, if I'm able to connect those dots for myself as the ideas are being shared, if they make sense to me. And uh, if there's any that uh, I might discover that aren't mentioned. Uh, and I imagine you're, you're going to give me just a, a Reader's Digest kind of summary as opposed to something comprehensive in terms of everything that you read from all the different papers of your students. So yeah, I, <clears throat> I very much appreciate that. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to turn that, uh, that short little... What would be a good t-shirt that goes with that? The idea... I guess, you know, I like the idea of mindfulness. How's your big left toe? That's the idea of just like doing a body scan, being in the moment... Often, I would imagine, unless you dropped something on your foot, your big left toe is probably more or less doing okay. Um, so I'd have a quote. I'd have a t-shirt idea. And I guess a uh, novel first sentence. I'm wondering what my novel first sentence could be. Java? A novel first sentence, Jacko? I remember, you know, the uh, the t-shirt idea that I came up with, you know, where you share a, uh, a quote, a t-shirt idea, and then a um, novel first sentence. You know, so there was a point when the novel first sentences were striking me left and right, and I was invested in that Twitterture novel. And then all of a sudden, it's something that's lost traction and a momentum. It's interesting how there are those tendencies. So I'm going to sip some of my tea. I'm enjoying this book. I thought I would be enjoy I would enjoy the other book more that I haven't picked up. But now I'm wondering if just because the way I'm resonating with this book that I might be inclined to be drawn more to this book. Cuz I think this book has something to do with the idea of 
being a critically reflective thinker, being a critical thinker. And, and as we shared, like, what is it we're talking about? To be a critical thinker is to someone who's curious about the world. I would think like before anything else, before you start, you know, suspending judgment, one of the first things we'd have to say is that uh, you've gotten curious about the world. You're interested in the world. You're thirsty to experience the world. And, and maybe in the process, maybe you'll explain some things, be able to explain some things. Maybe you'll just be able to describe some things in terms of your firsthand experience. And that after that, you know, it's to be able to uh, recognize a dilemma, uh, a friction point, a tension, probably what Gandhi or Martin Luther King would call a creative tension. And then to become attentive to that that friction and to say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to I'm, I'm going to try to understand. So there's this, you know, desire to understand. And in, in terms of this desire, a recognition that um, I might have some biases. And so to recognize those biases, where you stand, what your position is, you know, your beliefs. And as you make them cognizant to oneself, then you can invite yourself, challenge yourself to suspend those thoughts, those notions, temporarily, knowing that perhaps if, if with an expanded understanding, with an expanded understanding that you, you might change and, and improve, adjust, modify uh, that, that position, that perspective. And, and then you, you get curious in, in terms of specifically asking some questions you know the who what where why when and when you ask some questions and you reflect you you think about you digest you regurgitate and become aware of uh, you know the thoughts of a of a thing and the feelings of a thing and the actions toward a thing and I identify that, you know, somehow feelings can motivate, can direct or obscure one's vision of a thing and to kind of understand that and work with it and befriend it and then put together something, fashion something and then, and then test it and see if it's sound, if it's stand, if it has legs and, and in the process, maybe construct an argument and then recognize that the real value of this thing is how it can inform a person to then take action and work towards getting back to that tension and, in an effort to kind of with, with that, you know, thesis of a situation and, and the antithesis that's causing the tension come to to some new synthesis. So yeah, that's kind of my nutshell idea of what it means to be a critically reflective thinker. What have I missed?